That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast paying tribute to everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one identifies as a wood nymph. I'm out your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt and the very accountable Victor. And joining us this week, he's a Canadian actor, a lifelong gamer, a Twitch streamer. He's known for roles in 2014's RoboCop, The Void, the TV series Mia and Me. And now you can also find him in the newest Avatar game, Frontiers of Pandora. But we all know and love him as Stuart's loyal sidekick and world-class breakdancer rolled on Letter Kenny. Please join me in making some noise for Evan Stern. Wondrous. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. World class breakdancer. That is <laughs> something special. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the Protestant Evan. Honored. Absolutely honored. And now I feel like I have to represent Team Canada. I heard that the, the breakdancing is going to the Olympics. Are we? So, yeah, I hear it's a thing, like that in the new Olympics. Real thing. No, it's, it's a real thing. Look at that. Summer up. Olympics. The break the breakdancing is coming to the Olympics. I don't know if Canada has a team yet, but hmm. okay. now that you've said that, I volunteer. You. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, you and Lady C, I mean, you guys got to oh, represent. Man, she's incredible. She's so good. <laughs> yeah. I was so nervous to work with her. Like I saw those videos of her dancing and she sent me the choreography for that episode. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. Pressure, pressure, pressure. Oh, the pressure was so on. I had to stretch so much. <laughs> There's so much stretching constantly. <laughs> Where were you uh, speaking to us from? I am in Toronto, Toronto, Canada. Um, usually where you'll find me in my foyer, uh, I, I'm not allowed outside of this area to make noise, (laughs) stream, go on podcasts, et cetera. Uh, it's like, there's like a little wall behind me and then behind that is like the living room and everything. So I'm, this is my space. This is my corner. Yeah. We can see the TV (laughs) on behind you there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Atlanta's always, that's my wife. She's she's always watching something interesting back there. Hopefully nothing that violates terms of service here. I don't want you guys getting in trouble. Not at all. From who? Okay. We're we're all watching. From who? Come talk to me, bro. From who? Are you fucking, from who? (laughs) In in all fairness, my space is like a shady built on extension to my house. So, oh, so you're speaking my language. Yeah, Yeah, man. You know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Now, uh, what part of Toronto if you don't mind me asking. Oh, for sure. I live in the, uh, I live in, I live in the part of Toronto that's near High Park area. There you go. So Um, Matt's practically your neighbor. I'm just, are we neighbors? (laughs) Yeah, I'm, uh, Egg, Eglinton in uh, Caledonia area. So maybe not. Oh, you know. Exactly. Oh, I know exactly where you live. I know exactly where your house is. <laughs> I, I, I drive and there's a train, so you can probably really find me. Oh, I can. So I can just follow the tracks now. Yeah. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. See you tonight. <laughs> Are you originally from Toronto? I'm from Oakville originally, which is like 20 minutes outside Toronto. Um, okay. But did, do you, did you know Mark Forward growing up then? Because he's from I, <laughs> wild to have learned that. I when when we both because we okay. So here's one of the things about Letterkenny tour. Mm-hmm. When you're on tour, you have to you have to go. Hey everybody, yeah. I'm Evan Stern and I'm from Oakville. Good, right. thanks for coming out. Right? right, and you say your favorite thing about the city that you're in. And the first night we did it to like test out like you know where you're from. Mark is like, I'm from Oakville. We like look across each at the stage at each other. Like, no fucking way. You're from. O-. And so he changed his to Air Ontario because that's like where he's now from. So okay. he does, he's abandoned Oakville. 
Right. So now I'm the Oakville representative. So did you say Air Ontario? Air, as in A Y R E. Space believe, around right? us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Air. Never heard of that. I, I don't know. Yeah. He said it every night though, and everyone in the crowd I went. I think he made that up. Air. Yeah. Right. He's I'm just pretty sure most of what he said to us the other day was made up too. Like. No, you're right. Oh, he was here the other day. What do he say? Yeah. You, you, what do you say? You tell me. Oh, we got okay. some clips for you later. You tell um, me everything right now. He referenced don't he was from Ontario. That was it. Okay. He didn't want to be specific. He was a little afraid of us. I think he thought we were American to boot, and so we're. Like, oh, no, yeah, no. he was afraid of us when he thought we were American. Yeah. That's actually <laughs> super valid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Americans are intense. Not to, not to skewer Americans in general, but they are on another level. Like they're the intensity, the 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 um usually it's the fans, the American fans, I would say, are sure. a different element than the Canadian Canadian fans. You walk by somebody in Toronto and they nod their head at you, they go, Oh, thanks for the show. I like the show. Thanks so much. Right, right now, um, right now, Casey's saying Ixnay on the Anfei talk. Oh, <laughs> oh, am I about to? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> she on the other end of the line yeah. going, Evan, if you say the next sentence. <laughs> no, but when I walk around, like, let's say New York or LA, like when I'm there um, and I see someone who's a fan of the show, they're just so much more excited. Yeah. They lose their minds. Yeah. And, and let me, let me add, let me add to, to kind of help, help you out of this. Uh, <laughs> most, and fuck them. Mo um, most of our, most of our fan base yes. are actually from the States. Yes. Of course. And they're some of the most wonderful people they're, they're. we've had the wow. kind of pleasure of meeting. Uh, they fly across the country to spend time with us mm -hmm. and with, and with, with the letter Kenny and Shores, they're crazy. And yeah. they're maniacs. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. they're absolutely bonkers. They are such, they scream so loud, mm -hmm. like the live shows in the States. I remember the first one we did in Detroit, it was like, yeah, people had flown from all over. And when, when we were get on stage, the chorus of Sturts was ludicrous. <laughs> it was, I was, I've never yeah. experienced something quite like that. So doing the American tour and having people fly all over to, to see it was like, yeah, nice. <laughs> incomparable. So we'll say. we're we're gonna get you to letter Kenny, but let's let's let let's do a little. Uh, this is What's your life, letter Kenny. Yeah, the, what are, you what may is be that? familiar with this show, but let's start with <laughs> acting. How did you get into acting? Uh, how did I get into acting? Oh man, that's a deep question. That's yeah. a deep dark question. So like, take take us back. just just to let you know, I read the article in the Athletic. So I hope I hope that your answers are consistent. Oh no, <laughs> no, I have to be like one. I have to go yeah. back Victor's and read. Our I, have fact two, checker. I have like two screens here, so I can pull up the article and just copy paste that. You're just gonna be reading it word over. <laughs> no, no we, we want different facts from the from the Athletic. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think I told them all about this. My yeah. uh, my father's a drama teacher. Okay. Um, uh, he. He, he taught at a school called Mayfield, which was a, a drama-specific high school in, in I almost Quick story, I almost yeah. got into that school for Oh, years. my really? dad probably kept you out. He's probably like, this guy's a sketch bag. <laughs> that, that, I mean, back more then, it totally would have made sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. No, same. I didn't go either. I wasn't allowed in. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did my first ever like onstage performance for a, a musical of his called Pippin. Mm -hmm. I played young Pippin. I was like three years old. And I was on the stage like, my dog is dead. <laughs> like I have a very vivid memory of standing in the middle of the stage, singing in this extremely high voice. Wow. And then people clapping. And I was like, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like this. This feels good. Wow. Um, so I basically did that first thing. And then, you know. I was just kind of annoying and I was, I was around all the time, like in classes, I would be a bit clownish. I would try and get a little attention here and there, that kind of stuff. But I never thought I'm going to be an actor. Mm -hmm. I never really considered that. That wasn't like something that, um, struck me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, more than anything, I was like, I want to be a writer. Um, and then at some point I, I just, I guess I just did some plays mm -hmm. and they were fun and they were relatively easy for me to do. Like I felt very natural doing them. 
And then I got really into YouTube and I have this whole YouTube career that you'll never see videos from because they're all private and they're all gone from the internet. Thank God. Um, but in high school, I made like, you know, a hundred YouTube videos. We will find and, them. No, you won't. They're, they have been <laughs> scraped from the, I made sure of this. I bet you they're in the no. dark web somewhere. <laughs> it's in the dark, dark web. <laughs> I can guarantee you can find them if you tried hard enough. Uh, but a lot of people have tried to Our tried listeners to are already them, looking, man. They're already looking. <laughs> I bet they are. Uh, but they're, they're, they're just like, they're just, you know, it's just jokey, goofy stuff. And like me being creative, wanting to make things. I always knew I wanted to make something artistic. My mom's a painter. My dad's a drama teacher. I always had this urge to create things. Mm -hmm. um, but I never thought it would be like a career. I never thought much further than, you know, what was happening on any given day. Right. And then eventually I went to university. Yeah. Also crazy. Don't know how that happened. And <laughs> Queens of all places, like a like a great high achieving university. I just snuck right in there. Yeah. I've Huge got mistake. I've got questions about that actually. Please, I know. How did that even happen? So uh, <laughs> so you studied at Bader College, Queens University, yeah. at a place called Hurst Monceau Castle in East Sussex, <laughs> England. So my question is I don't believe it either. Were you part of House Hogwarts, Hufflepuff, Slytherin? With, with, uh, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Gryffindor, Gryffindor. with a Ravenclaw lean. Uh, you know, like, I saw a video of this. the story, but I'm a genius. So. How, how does how does a, a university in, in mm. Kings, based in Kingston, Ontario, Canada yeah. have a, a campus in a in a castle? In England, how does that happen? In England, what happened was they had this uh, this this person named Bader who used to attend Queen's University, okay. who's a bajorillionaire, <laughs> right. and he owned this land. He owned a castle in the UK, and then his wife Isabel Bader, I guess, opened it up to be like this um, first year opportunity for like a very select few mm -hmm. who would go to this thing. Craziest thing is I didn't apply to this. I didn't even want to go there. What? I was at Queens University <laughs> on a tour with my two best friends. I had not been admitted. Mm -hmm. I had been rejected from the university. And I went and I was like, guys, I'm going to be right back. After I saw like the beautiful Ivy on the drama building and I sprinted to the admissions office and I like, and I was like, I have to meet with the admissions officer right now. And they're like, do you have a meeting? And I'm like, absolutely not. And so for some reason, they admitted me. I wow. went in and I talked to the person. I was like, here are the top 10 reasons you need to reconsider admitting me to the university. Like, I'm a, you know, I'm a break dancer. I'll be a positive member of the community. Like, I didn't, and I just went off. I did this whole thing. Right. And they were like, we'll get back to you. And then a week later, I got a phone call that was like, you can come to Queens, but you have to go to the castle first year because it's the only wow. available slot. And then I was like, that sounds super expensive. Evan, you're the chosen I, one. You're the, the, <laughs> yeah, no, the it's very chosen one vibes. It was super weird. Wow. And I was like, I can't, I, there's no way I can afford that. And they're like, you're very poor. We'll pay for half. And I was like, okay. And then, so I went to university and I went to the castle as my like first year, just out of sheer. Yeah. 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 I don't even know. Like I just kicked the you door were somebody's down. project. Yeah. <laughs> was, was somebody's project. That's exactly what it was. Was it possibly like the Island of Misfit Toys or like what were they well, doing with I, I encourage well, folks to look up this castle because literally it's got a very Hogwarts vibe to it. Oh, and they shot parts of Harry Potter in it. Oh, I'm, not, sure. I'm not surprised. No, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. No, like I think Chamber of Secrets actually has like scenes in it. Like oh they, so at, and at the castle though, I'm surrounded by these like philosophy majors and geniuses like everyone who went to the castle now right. is like went to oxford afterwards and is like a senator even though they're canadian like things that don't make any sense like they're just very right and then i came out of it like what the hell am i doing here 
Um, yeah. And then I had to go to Queens for the rest of, of my university career. Cause obviously that happened. That, I mean, I love Kingston. It's a great city, but Gorgeous it has city. to be a letdown yeah. after you've been li- literally living in a <laughs> castle for a year. <laughs> no, man, I was excited to get groceries. Right. I was just like, I can't like the castles in the middle of the freaking countryside. Oh yeah. It's just sheep. Yeah. It's, it's you and sheep. Like I had to, <laughs> I had to take a bus for an hour to get to like the closest place for like Indian food. Like it's, it was in the middle of nowhere. Really? Wow. Awesome experience though. Thank yeah. you so much. Queens. I really appreciate <laughs> That's crazy <laughs> that you used to ring and rain it back in. Yeah, you, no, really good time. Thank you so much. It's crazy that you that. forced them to reconsider your acceptance. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That was weird. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that, no. but you never know what you can do until you try, right? right. Like you yeah. never really know Absolutely. until you ask. Amazing. Well, it would be great if you went back to the castle now and there's like a picture of Roldy sitting on the <laughs> side of the wall. Yo, I don't even think Queens knows I went there. Like, genuinely, I sometimes I wonder. I'm like, oh, it'd be really nice if, you know, one of my old drama teachers called me up one time like, hey, Evan, would love you come talk to the class. Because I remember um, we had... Oh my God, I can't forget her name now. Her name is Mary something. She was in the Santa Claus. She was great. And she came into our queen's class to tell us what it's like to be an actor Mm -hmm. in Toronto and be like a successful actor. And I was like, this is so cool. Like what? And it was so useful, the information. She was like, you got to get an agent. You got to get headshots. You got to get a resume. Like she told you the whole thing. Basically like a five minute, you know, this is how you become a professional actor. I want to go do that. I, hey, if you're listening right now, Queens University, <laughs> bring me back. Let's make it happen. Let's get yeah. Evan Stern over there. I want to talk to the, I want to inspire the youth. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you've, you've inspired many. Um, <laughs> so let's look at, uh, you know, your, a rundown of your IMDb. I'm seeing here 2012, oh you did a, a short called Showdown at Dusty Springs. Was that mm-hmm. like a class project or, or was this after so, school? So when you get into uh, this is part of the amazing information brought to you by Mary something who, uh, you know, when you get to the city that you want to work in, you have to build up your resume a bit more, do some more professional gigs. So I just basically scoured, I think it was called Mandy at the time. I don't know if that's still what it's called, but like looking for these, yeah, these like non, you know, non-union gigs Mm -hmm. in order to like beef up my resume. So I found this and it was like, I think, I think it was a either Sheridan or Ryerson project. It was something like that. And so I went out and did a short film there and I did a short film here. And so some of them make them onto the IMDb. Like they're really like, uh, you know, go getter students will create IMDb pages, but a lot of them won't. So I've done a lot of short films in order to beef up my resume. And so that's where it all starts is like, you have to do all that so you can get into the union, do your first union gig. And that comes two years later on Robocop. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a big first game. Like no I only had the lines, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. Right. But as far as like first union gigs go, that was a banger I because mean, you know, hundred million dollar movie. Yeah. And talk about like Harry Potter, Gary Oldman's in that, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, That's so have, true. Uh, M- Michael Keaton, Michael Williams. Well, I was basically in Harry Potter. Yes, yeah. There you go. You, yes. Yeah, yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah, separation. I am Harry Potter. <laughs> but, and Sam Jackson, but, but notably there is Jay Baruchel. Did you, uh, yeah. meet, did you meet him? Uh, is that I the, never met no? him on set. It was not, we didn't have any crossover. A lot of my, stuff on that film happened in a one day span, a very long day, 17 hours of a guy stopping a motorcycle an inch from my face. So, you know, it was an intense, intense I actually watched that recently. I know what you're talking about. And I was like, Oh my God. And they were like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. He's a professional. He was Batman's motorcycle. And I was like, that doesn't (laughs) help. Batman killed so many people in that movie. (laughs) What do you mean? Um, and so, you know, you don't really get to see, like I got to meet Joel Kinnaman Mm -hmm. and like whoever was on set that day, but Jay and I never interacted until 
actually not even letter Kenny. One time he came into my bar that I was working at and I served him a peanut butter icebox pie and he loved it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have a vivid memory of him eating it <laughs> for some reason. Matt's interest. He's going to ask you what bar. Yeah, it's called the Ace. It's on. It's in Roncesvalles. Oh, if you've yeah, never no, exactly been, but the, the peanut butter icebox yeah. pie there. Oh my god, it bangs! Yeah. It bangs. Shout out April who invented it. <laughs> so uh, good. There you go. I'll fast forward to 2015. There's this uh, show called Mia and Me or Maya and Me, and you're oh, the voice. Yeah, of Mia Mo. and Me. So that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So that's a like a kids kind of fantasy kind of show. Yeah, that's a kids fantasy show that kind of brought me into a new realm of acting, which was voice acting. Mm-hmm. Voice acting is, an, is so good. Oh my God, guys. You ever have the chance to do voice acting? You got to do voice acting. I've been it trying. Like, oh, almost, I'm almost there. I swear. Oh, it's, Matt, it's you got to get there. It's so good. It's, it's for real. Like you show up to the booth, you're wearing pajamas, you bang out four episodes of a show. Like it's, a, it's incredible work. It's so mm-hmm. dynamic and fun. Um, so I did 26 episodes of that show and I had the time of my life. And again, this is early, early in my career. So I was doing you know, Rogers commercials and Samsung commercials. Like I was doing a lot more voice work. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of where I thought my career was going for sure. I was like, Oh, I'm going to be a voice actor. This is great. But then I switched agencies and then, and now obviously everything else in my career has happened, but I'm kind of getting back into voice. So I'm pretty jacked up. Yeah. I was going to say, so, Sorry, go ahead. Uh, sorry, I'm sure you have hmm. other things on IMDb to ask about, but uh, there's one item that's. <laughs> <laughs> I am six foot five. IMDb yes. is correct. So, uh, so, oh, so, right. so there's one. Jack. There's one uh, that's kind of stood out for me. That's on your resume, but not on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Sunset Superman. So what's that about? Because oh, yeah. you've got a lead role in that, and uh, I'm interested. Oh, for sure. So that's coming out soon. Um, I don't know the timeline. I imagine it's coming out like probably in the next couple months. Uh, but it's Billy Zane, Michael Jai White. Oh. Um, and it's the, and it's a, an indie thriller, we'll call it like a siege thriller, um, that takes place. We shot in North Bay and it was such a fun project. All night shoots. That project was absolutely sponsored by Timbits, like keeping me alive. Like I would drive from set to my hotel at like, honestly, four in the morning, every single like morning, like that was the end of the shoot was like five in the morning, four in the morning. And I'd be driving home, like just mucking Timbits, like, oh my God, stay alive. Like, you can't be the one to ruin this movie. Like, just get home. And, uh, it was so much fun. I cannot wait for people to see it because, you know, I get my ass kicked by Michael Jai White. Like what a joy, what an honor, you know, Billy Zane, he's such a comedic genius. He's such a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, like truly just one of the strangest, most artistic men, uh, a delight to work with both of them. Are you a fan of uh, horror, I guess? Uh, of I genre? love yeah. horror movies. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm a, such a huge fan of genre. Like, I, so I've written a couple horror movies. Like, mm-hmm. that's basically, and, and even if I write something that's not a horror movie, it always ends up being a horror movie. Right. Like, I don't want that to happen, but then somebody's head explodes, and I'm like, ah, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah, damn it, it became a horror again. <laughs> yeah, whoops. <laughs> like, so sorry. Like, it's something about that, like, um, you know, from Dusk Till Dawn-esque energy, where, like, sure. you write one thing, you're making a, like, a, kidnapping movie and then all of a sudden you're like vampires like yeah it's way better now amazing <laughs> well why don't we get to what uh, people really want to hear about here and before <laughs> before i bring up the l word uh there's uh, just a little uh clip i'd like to play for you you know it, it, something that i really love about stern's and kind of makes him a, a stand out here is aside from being shockingly talented just he, he is so talented uh, uh this guy across the board and second to none when it comes to creativity on set. 
is his commitment to the fans of the show. You know, he's become a prominent member of the streaming world and he makes himself available to fans of the show in his leisure time. And I really dig that about him. Another thing I, I really dig about him is like, he's, he's such a family man, you know, he, I saw this video one time of him playing with his nephews and one just bolted over and sacked him so hard <laughs> and he, he laughed so hard. Uh, it was so funny. But, uh, you know, in speaking about his, you know, creativity on set, this, I go into TJ here too, but uh, those two, they're always so prepared when they come to set and they give us way more than what's on the page. Way, way more. So that was uh, somebody you might know, Jared. Yeah, who was that? Whose voice was that? (laughs) (laughs) Some rando on the street. He's the most specific cadence. Like the second he's like, so, and I'm like, ah, Jared. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to hear with the breath. So how did you get? That's unbelievable. How did you get Leonard Kenny? How did it it all start? How did it happen? Um, How did you start? Yeah, A million years ago. Mm when the earth was, no, okay. Uh, I auditioned, I got this audition for, uh, for Stuart, uh, cause Rold was not a character that existed. Okay. So I got an audition for Stuart and on the page it said, you know, he's like a boss. He's and, and, but he's, you know, the confidence and stuff isn't there, things like that. And then mm-hmm. l- wishes he could dance like Michael Jackson was the breakdown for something really specific <laughs> like that. Wow. And I really glommed on the idea of wishes he could dance like Michael Jackson. Uh-huh. Um, I worked on the, I worked on the, on the, on the sides with my friend Amy. And I remember her saying like, she was like, Oh, you're like, you're like one of those like little mob bosses wearing his dad's suit. And it's like a huge suit and you're like swimming in it. Mm-hmm. So I went in with like that kind of energy, kind of that Stuart energy and just basically delivered the lines a million miles a, a minute, like just exactly what I saw in the web series. Cause the web series had been out at that point mm-hmm. uh, for a very brief time. Yeah. And so I kind of tried to copy that cadence as closely as I could, memorize the crap out of the words, which is basically the whole thing for Letterkenny. If you can honor the words and deliver them word perfect, you're gonna you're gonna nail it. So I came in with that, said the things as, as quickly as possible, and then I did a little dance. And I was like, by the way, I can <laughs> I can do this. And then like they're like, huh, well that's interesting. And then I got a call, like I want to say it was like a week later, being like, okay, so so Stuart is you know gone to somebody else, mm-hmm. uh, some piece of shit named Tyler Johnston or something. Yeah. And then, but we have this, uh, other character that we thought we could make for you. Like mm-hmm. g- make this guy named Rold. Like, how do you think about Rold? We think about he's, he's a break dancer. Um, he's gay. He loves, uh, Stuart maybe who knows. Uh, and I was like, that sounds fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I've never been on a television show before. Like, you know, it, you know, for more than a couple episodes. So right. that sounds good. Yeah. And so I went in and I, and I, I was very nervous mm-hmm. and I was very excited and you can see it in the first season. There's a lot of sweating. There's a lot of dancing for 17 hours in a row. Um, and I think it really comes across in the character, like how, how jacked up we were all to be there. Uh, and then obviously over the course of the show, it just kind of like expanded and it was like, okay, so now you're, you're going to be here a lot more. Mm-hmm. And so I feel very fortunate that, that they, saw something in me to keep me around because you know there's a lot of characters in the show it's a very huge ensemble cast so to be welcomed back for like 99.9 percent of the episodes i was like wow that's thank you well well earned and uh thank you (laughs) one one question i mean so we and i don't i don't want to stay on the one part Mm. of it but Alexander DeJordi exits what uh, mm-hmm. end of season two. Yeah, so we go into season three. 
was there an added pressure or conversations with you about becoming much more of a presence in the show at that point? It's an interesting question. There wasn't necessarily like a, a more of a conversation surrounding it, but it was obvious that there was, it was like, oh, Alex isn't coming back for season three, I guess it was yeah. specifically. And so I was aware of that. And I definitely saw like an increased uh, like amount of my lines, yeah. obviously, because we're filling like a, a void in that skid space. Mm -hmm. um, and we also had to, Tyler and I had to do a bit of a balancing act as far as being like, okay, so what's the power dynamic now? And so like, we knew there was something to work on there. We weren't super specific about being like, okay, so Alex isn't here. So now how are we going to yeah. do it? It's so natural with Tyler to just like, he's just such a good fucking actor. Mm -hmm. Like he's just so good. Like he's truly like, I say this all the time, but if, 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 if Tyler was given the opportunity to work, uh, work in a film that had Oscar potential, Tyler could win an Oscar. Like he's so unbelievably talented. Mm -hmm. um, and so like working with him, I generally just kind of, do a lot of reacting and a lot of operating off of his emotional state. And so it's this kind of orbiting steward. Um, and so like yeah. once, once DeJordy was no longer in the picture and we didn't have Devin as this, like, you know, uh, he, like Devin's always trying to usurp the throne. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Rold is more like, okay, so what does the throne need? Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> there was this constant state of like, okay, how do I please this person or keep this person from like exploding or losing their cool? And it's almost like you see Tyler's, like Stewart's descent into madness over the course of the next mm -hmm. whatever, like yeah. 12 seasons, 10 yeah. seasons. Um, and there are times where Rold even starts to get more, um, ambitious, more independence. And I have <laughs> Tyler, not Stuart, Tyler is like, I'll fucking like this, like yelling on set, like <laughs> actually completely breaking character, being like, I do not want Rold to have this much independence. I do not like this, which made it even funnier and made it work even better. So it was like, it was, it was really, it, it, there was definitely a challenge, but um, I feel like we rose to the challenge quite organically and again that's in no small part due to the writing and then also tyler just just yeah. god he is a freak when he puts that wig on <laughs> what, what about yourself though like how much autonomy or influence mm. do you think you've had on the development of uh of uh that character interesting question i think that um the development or the 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 autonomy that i've had is mostly due to like whatever it is i've brought to what we've been offered so like let's say we get a scene um and I do something a little bit different with it, or I come in in a handstand, or I do you know, something that's not written on the page, sure. Um, but mostly just like the cadence or the delivery, like even the even the sturts. Like I'm sure this will come up, but like the invention of the of the the first ever stirt was mm -hmm. not written on the page. It was just like I wanted to express his name so much so that I it snuffed all the vowels out of it, and we just said the consonants. <laughs> and then Keith comes over and goes, "Yeah, you know what you did there with the name? Yeah, yeah." I like that. I like that. <laughs> Do that again. And so like, then all of a sudden I'm saying Stuart in every single fucking script, like 800 times. Cause yeah. he writes it in. So, you know, I do a little thing and then they see that they like it yeah. and they're really good. Like, uh, both, both keys and tyranny are super good at like picking out the things they like in the show and the things they like in the actors and then amplifying and being like, Oh yeah, I want Gail to, to, to have more opportunities to put her foot up on the bar. <laughs> you know, I want, I want like, they, they do that. So anytime I did something that they really enjoyed, I would see it a lot more in future scripts, like the sex, 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 sex. That wasn't, I don't, that certainly wasn't in the script. I don't know. What, I don't know what that was, but Tyler and I were just talking about things that we like, you know, as characters, Oh, we like sex in this scene or something. We're like, oh, sex, 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 sex. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see it 
30 more times in the show. So I'd say that's how the autonomy works, but it's really more of like them being able to pick out what they like. Yeah. So. Mm. You give you give them a lot to, to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, too much. <laughs> we so we let our listeners know that you were coming on, so they had a bunch of questions for you. Um, hey, listeners. Yeah, Cassie. I mean, back to the dancing a bit here. Can you tell us how you got involved with dance and your journey with that? Oh, sure. Mm. Um, I was very, very young. I think I was seven years old when I saw my cousin Ryan B. That's his real first name, Ryan Space, capital B. Um, went by B Fresh in London, Ontario. He was a B boy. Yeah, it checks out like crazy. <laughs> and I saw him break dancing, and I was like, "This is the coolest guy in the world." He has samurai swords. He break dances. You know what? Well, I want to do that too. Mm-hmm. And so I started break dancing at seven years old. And from there, there used to be this uh, website called B Boy World. I'm not sure if it still exists, but I would learn new moves. Like every week, I would spend so much time just like doing coffee grinders in the kitchen and like, and swipes and stuff like that. Like I would, I would, I would get really obsessive. Whenever I want to learn something, I get extremely obsessive mm-hmm. and I learn how to do it to the best of my ability. Um, so breakdancing came at a young age. And then it also meant that I got to use it at like parties and things like that. And people love when somebody breakdances at a party, even though it's the most obnoxious thing in the fucking world <laughs> to like, be like everybody make a circle. <laughs> it's like, I don't, I never did that. I was like, Who's somebody else will make a circle. They did, and I'd have to come in. Cause we were like, Evan could do this. Um, and then I moved over to like tricking, which is like breakdancing without any dancing. So you're just doing flips in the yard. It's like parkour, sure. but without yeah. jumping off stuff. Yeah. And I exploded my hip and was like, this is terrible. Oh, I no. can't move the way I, used to I had to go to physiotherapy for months and months um and then so I'd stopped dancing like I'd stopped break dancing because I was like this is so dangerous like what am I doing with myself yeah. also there's fewer opportunities to break dance at castles um yeah in I mean university like it just doesn't happen as often there's not any cardboard in the castle there's no cardboard and yeah you there's all everything stone it's very hard <laughs> um so then I I eventually like kind of let break dancing take a back seat and I didn't really do much of it until the show mm-hmm. happened. And then all of a sudden there was this audition and I was like, there's something inside you, Evan, you need to access it. And I like went back to my like ancestral planes and like, you know, through the wheat fields saw like break dancing in the distance and like grabbed it out of the air. And I was like, yes, skill achieved. And now, now I'm back. Uh, sort of, I'm 34. I should, I really shouldn't do too much of it. Uh, we talked a little bit off the top about Lady C in that episode mm-hmm. and when, when she came on. First of all, it was it seemed a bit out of place to have her on a Letter Kenny episode. Do you know anything about she's, how, how and why like she Like cuz she's too good. Well, she's no. Too, she, she's too controlled. Oh, she was great. Like it was probably uh, we loved watching those scenes, yeah. but it was like yeah. is this Letter Kenny we're watching right now because there were some long, prolonged uh, dance numbers which which oh, we yeah, appreciate. Yeah. I think what happened in that world is is legitimately Kiso. If you don't know this, Kiso is a huge fan of dancing. Okay. Like loves break dancing, loves music. I'm sure you guys know he loves yeah, music yeah, because yeah. he picks all the music for the show. But he loves dancing. He loves like EDM dance. He love he he'll send me like shuffle step videos sometimes of like a guy just shuffling in his basement. I'm like okay. <laughs> it's zero context. Just <laughs> sends me these videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's always been a huge fan of like that art form. And so I think in that season in particular, and in that episode in particular, he was like, he even mentioned to me, he's like, I want, I want you to have an opportunity to shine here, do some of the stuff that you're really good at here. And he's like a very thoughtful guy in that respect, like wants to show, show off people's skills, show off people's, give them an opportunity to build up their resume, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for that next job. Um, And so like, 
he he did mention that he wanted to have an emphasis on the dancing in that season. Mm. And then I think part of the process is you look around for dancers, see who who fits the mold, who's available, who can do the thing you want to do. And they eventually found Lady C, mm. who is a local, you know, yeah. Yeah. pop and lock artist and was really rare to go set up the, so a portion of the dance is choreographed and then a portion of it isn't. Mm -hmm. And so she created the choreographed portion like really quickly and then sent it to me right away. And it was just this like very organic process for like learning how to do it. And I'm not a choreographed person. Like, you know how hard it was for me to like think and remember to move at the same time? That's not what happens. Right. I'm a very flow state dancer, okay? I just let it rip. <laughs> um, so that was tough. But it was very, very... Uh, I think I think it turned out pretty well, and no, I think it was uh, yeah. you know it was it was, uh, it was pretty like uh, it wasn't a bad idea. Definitely a highlight of that season, yes, for sure. Yeah, so it it is different, obviously mm. though it's not the standard, but you know, like Letterkenny does those slow mos and does the yeah, yeah. they do they do so, a yeah, lot with that. Yeah, the way the way Jerry put you would take swings at things, and that mm. was definitely a swing, and I think it paid off. It oh, totally a swing. swing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a couple swings too, and there's swings that you don't even see that don't make the show and stuff like that too. Mm. But like that's one of the ones where it's you know. It obviously made it. So, yeah. so the, your your dance hero there from London, Ontario. Uh, coincidentally, <laughs> Cassie, who asked the the original question, is from Simcoe, Ontario. So, Get neighboring out of town. Here. So, uh, here's one from Aaron in Chicago. You and Tyler have impeccable timing and monumental chemistry with each other. What do you feel is the most important aspect of creating and building that relationship with your scene partners? Oof, 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 oof. Mm. Okay, so some people you walk on a set with, and you're just like we're not going to get on the same page. Like this just, <laughs> this just isn't going to work like the yeah. same way that it would with someone like Tyler James Blake Johnston. Um, <laughs> he is just, he is so, uh, he, he offers so much. He has been um, a child actor, you know, like he's mm -hmm. been around forever and he's carried shows on his back. Like he's, he's been the lead of, of shows before. Um, and he's just a professional. So I think part of building the trust was like, I had faith in him. And then all of a sudden he had faith in me and we started, we just, it just built so quickly. And, the, and, and it built from um, like a, a in the scene thing. Like mm -hmm. we are, we have faith in each other because we both know, we know each other's lines. Like not only do I know my lines, I know his lines. He knows my lines. He, we, when we meet up before a season of Letterkenny, he has this joke where he calls me like four in the morning and he's like, you got to come to my apartment. We got to run the scenes 400 times <laughs> and I'll just, will, and I will, and I will show up and we'll stand around his, his kitchen Island and we will drill the scenes. Like we are, I would, I would say that the skids, the preparation that we do is above and beyond anything I've ever seen in any other capacity. Like I've never been a part of a project where I'm like, this prepared all the time. Right. And part of that is Tyler's like drive and his ambition to bring good content to life. And he does not want to mess up. And he also comes from a place of terror as well. <laughs> um, like he doesn't want to show up on, on set and not be able to say shadowy men on a shadowy phantom planet. Like he, cause you could get stuck on that line for four hours yeah. if you don't know it in yeah. your bones. So Tyler's preparation inspires me to be prepared because the lines are so hard. So yeah. the trust gets built over time with that. And then on top of those, the line trust, you get the physicality trust, yeah. which is like, if Tyler falls backwards with his arms out and he's not looking, I will catch him. Mm -hmm. I have to, I have to, I have to catch Stuart 
because Rold has to catch Stewart, but I have to catch Tyler because I don't want Tyler to fall on the ground. Like I love Tyler. <laughs> so, you know, all that stuff happens and then, and then it results in us, you know, having the only kiss in the television show, right? <laughs> like, like that kind of shit. We just trust each other. That's not written in the script. It didn't say yeah. Rold and Stewart kiss in the Christmas episode. Right. Yeah. It was just like, he was like, kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's all right. and, and, and all that checks out like anyone we've talked to where you two have come up that is one of the first things they say mm. no one comes more prepared to set than you and tyler so and, and again it pays off it, it, i can't can't even imagine trying to pull off some of the scenes that you two oh god orchestrate and uh that you need the prep i totally get it Absolutely. Those, the, the, the lines that Trevor risk in particular, he's like a, he's a, he's a music guy. You guys have chatted with yeah, Trevor yeah, before, but yeah. he'll come up with these, the deepest cuts in the world, these, these pun chains of band names. And I, every time I pick one up, I'm like, Oh God, like, like you have to do so much research and I have to figure out who all these bands are and what the pun is mm. and then commit it to memory. It's like, <laughs> uh, comes from a place of fear and love. Sure. So, yeah, I think the element that everybody appreciates is that you're not just delivering hard lines, but you're also doing the physical comedy at the same time. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's like singing and playing, playing an instrument at the same time, right? It's that extra layer totally. of complexity and you're doing that and, and you're doing it super well with Tyler. And I think that's what folks appreciate. Well, that, thanks, bud. Yeah, we do. We like to pat our head and our rubber tummy at the same. That's our. <laughs> that's what we do. That episode that uh, when Tyler was sitting in the chair and you were snaking Slithering around, around, around oh him, my god, so good. Like that was your uh, body movement. Yeah. So weird episode. <laughs> weird choice. That yeah. again, that's not in the script. It doesn't say rolled snakes around yeah. Stuart like a <laughs> freaky boa. It, mm. I was just like he was like. You know, Jacob had set up the shot and he was like, okay, so this is where it's going to be from. And you're going to say it over his shoulder. I was like, what if? <laughs> and then I like put my neck on Tyler's chest and, yeah. I stood, and he was like, yeah, okay. I get like, <laughs> Jacob is always just so over our shit. He just lets us do whatever. <laughs> He's just, fine. If that's the choice you want to make. Like, so you, on that note, can, can you expand a bit on your relationship with Jacob? Sure. So I, we've heard Love a couple Jacob. of them where there's a lot of banter between you two mm. on uh, set uh, yeah. when you're leading up to takes and things of like of that nature. Tyler and Jacob have what I would call a hostile working relationship. <laughs> um, for sure. A lot of like, if you were new to the set that day, you know, you're working as a, as a, as a daily in makeup or something and you showed up, somebody brought you on set and you heard one of the actors go, fuck you to the director. You'd probably think that's inappropriate, <laughs> I imagine. Um, but that's just their relationship. They have this like very jokey, they're both child actors, if that helps. Um, so, <laughs> so they both come from the same universe. Um, my relationship with Jacob is, I would think a lot more tender. I love Jacob. Jacob and I, um, again, a lot of trust back and forth. Like I trust him to everything Jacob says is gold. I like, you know, he's such a knowledgeable person. He's so intelligent. Um, he's so thoughtful and, uh, he's one of my favorite people. I've, I love Jacob Dierney. So yeah. He's, hard to say, hard to say yeah. more on the topic. Our, our buddy <laughs> from uh, Mike from New Jersey had all these questions about, you know, how you, your process for creating the body movements and when, when Devin left and stuff. So I believe oh, yeah. those, those are all covered. So Jeff from Maine wants to know, hmm. Um, what are some of your, maybe he's, he's interested to find out what some of your favorite rolled scenes are, uh, you know, Ooh, favorite rolled scenes. Mm -hmm. Ooh boy. Oh, Cause uh, Jeff kicked out his top 10 favorite rolled scenes in one of our episodes. So he wants to compare notes, I guess. 
He wants to compare notes. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah, we did a um, whole episode just about rolled. Just rolled episodes, just rolled scenes. Wow. Oh God. A lot to live up to then. Um, <laughs> one of my all time favorites is definitely uh, the the penny stuff with Keys. Right. Like the cocking. Unbelievably <laughs> f- strange, funny. You get, you very rarely get mm. Wayne and rolled interacting. Right. And when you do get it, I feel like there's a bit of magic there. <laughs> um, and in the same vein, the, Easter episode with Rold and, and Glenn. Like, I feel like anytime it's cause, cause Stuart and Rold is, you know, it's its own world all the time. We're always doing something just absolutely bonkers. But as soon as Rold steps away and does something on his own with someone else, I'm always curious to see what'll happen. And, uh, and the way that the other actors react is also very fun. Like they're, it's like, it's like they've happened upon this freaky little mouse character and they're like, it's like, Oh God, I didn't know you were in the show. Like what the hell? Um, so anytime that happens like that with the McMurray's, you know, um, I love watching other people in character and being on that side of it. So I will say any scene where I'm basically interacting with someone else is fun. Um, but then again, the sleepover episode, lying in the bed and whispering to each other was so funny. Uh, other than Victor, it's one of our top favorite episodes. Victor, <laughs> isn't it? Just, isn't it one of the best? Yeah, it's what's, one of the Victor, best. what's your top favorite episode? <laughs> don't don't uh, You know what? I still, to this day, the relationships yes, episode yes, was uh, relationships. probably oh, one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Valid, valid. <laughs> any, I feel like any episode that touches on like the emotional touchstone mm-hmm. stuff is important and good and great. Like for me, I always answer as the, the super soft birthday. I know it's like the second episode, but mm-hmm. it really sets the tone for like how sweet yes. the show can be and how nice people can be to each other in the yeah. show. Yeah. So well put. Our buddy YYZ Gord, he asked about the, the, the evolution. Are you sure it's not YYZ I, Trust me, I, I bug him about it. I bug him okay. about it. He's like, you call yourself a Canadian, okay. but he insists on YYZ. I don't know why. Okay, okay, okay. Um, anyway, he, he asked about the, the, the evolution of, of Stuart, so you've already covered that. Uh, mm. Zach from Florida, he wants to know, what's it like uh, going from being a skid on Letterkenny to being a character in Avatar? And what was oh, that God. process like? I thought you were going to say to being a skid in real life. Like, <laughs> I was like, what? The? No, that's way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's unbelievable. Um, Letter Kenny is this universe that we, this universe, as you guys put it, that we created, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. That, that, that has its own language and its own, you know, its own physicality. It has its own thing, right? Like it's truly a unique property. Mm-hmm. And then to go do something like Avatar, that's a universe that we are entering into that truly has its own unique language. Last night I was streaming the game mm-hmm. and the not the language community literally came by like they have courses they do classes they do meeting they do meetups they all know how to speak it they came in and they're all speaking not v in the chat and i was like this is great like it's wild it's so cool and it's such a it's such a huge ip to be a part of to be brought into so Mm. i'm just trying to like do my best to like yeah, I know. It's absolutely bonkers. Is that, like, so, so is Navi the new Klingon? Is that what's well, going on? I, absolutely. I mean, for sure. But those, but this, the thing is, some of those people probably know Klingon too. Yeah, true. You know? Right. These are, these are poly- polyglots, right? They got it all. So what's they the, know languages. What's the difference or, or the similarities between mm. voiceover work like, like you did on, mm. on the, that, that fantasy show and this, like video game voice? 
Yeah, it's it would be similar mm. if I exclusively did the voice in the game because I would be in the booth and I'd be delivering lines. Right. But on Avatar, I was working on it for two and a half years in person. Like I would wear a mocap suit. Oh, so you're doing the motion capture too? And I did a, oh, a, a helmet with a camera, so it's like performance. Like my facial is oh, all wow. captured. Okay, so it's like this huge, you know, nine to five job where I show up and I put on the suit and, and, you know, you get to see the game develop around you and you see the character develop around you. So it's, it's super involved. Yeah. That's wild, sure. man. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. So that, I was that, pretty stoked. That brings <laughs> up the next question then from Jay from Edmonton, the sky's mm -hmm. the limit for someone with your physical acting capability. Uh, Shout out Jay from Edmonton. <laughs> would you prefer be on screen or similar to like an Andy circus kind of, you know, doing that? I shout out Andy Serkis all the mm -hmm. time as like an inspiration. Yeah. I truly believe that my, my, my dream is to be able to do a little bit of everything. And I think Andy Serkis is the perfect example of somebody who took that, you know, physicality with Gollum right. and, and Smeagol and yeah. he took the, <coughs> and he moved it out of that world and he brought it into directing and he brought yeah. it into writing and he brings it out to like, he can do a little bit of everything and he proved that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And I want to be that. I want to be able to, I want to be able to, you know, do the physical roles because obviously it's what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. I find it very satisfying, like moving like a not fee and moving like rolled. Like there's a, there's a both, they're both crawling around on the ground. Let's be real. <laughs> and so I feel comfortable down there. I feel really good about it. But then I also want to like challenge myself and, you know, do more writing and do more things that, that take me out of that world. And hopefully maybe even some directing someday, who knows, mm -hmm. who knows, but there's so many things out there in the entertainment field that I would love to, to touch on. Okay. Uh, Tobias from Missouri asks what your dream role is and how, how did your roles in, or well, we talked about letter Kenny. So yeah, your dream role, what would you love to do if somebody approached you with that? It's so tough because I'm kind of like I already did it, but I will say um, my next dream role <laughs> I want to do, I, this is a joke answer. This is a freaking joke answer, but it's also kind of true, but it's kind of a joke. But like, honestly, like a Hallmark movie, like leading handsome man, but nobody talks about how I'm not like a six, three blonde blue-eyed beautiful man like it's just like, totally oh. unaddressed but, but like in a like i go to wolf lodge or whatever and i'm like hey where's the where's the fire like you gotta you gotta relax when you're at wolf lodge and then like the gal who's quit her job as like a lawyer from the big city is like she's staying she has to stay at the lodge she hates it and you know we gotta hang out and then eventually she loves me or whatever it writes itself. <laughs> I think we just wrote it. So, you, so basically you want to be Billy Crystal and when Harry met Sally. Yeah, I want to be, oh my fucking God. That's my like, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's a real answer though. You've I would the, love to you, do the You've Billy, got the right Crystal hair for it. You've got the right did, hair for it. Oh my God. He did so much for hairy chested little <laughs> men. Like I guarantee you anyone who has found me attractive at any point in life saw when Harry met Sally and was like, you know what? <laughs> I, can hey, see I want to remind you that, that you know, Danny DeVito, yeah. uh, Rowan Atkinson, Ooh, a lot of Danny kind of DeVito. interestingly unique mm -hmm. kind of looking characters mm -hmm. have, have become leading uh, actors. You're Steve not wrong. Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking, you speak my language. These are all my favorite people. I would love to be any of these careers. I mean, again, people put like, I'll see a list of, you know, TV shows that people love. Mm -hmm. and they'll be like, oh, I love, you know, New Girl in the Office. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Letterkenny. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the, f like, it's always sunny in Letterkenny in the same you know, list like this is amazing. Like that's amazing. And uh, you know, if there was a Danny DeVito character, 
in Letter Kenny. <laughs> It'd be me combined with the rest of the kids. We're the little Danny DeVito. Uh, Joey from Colorado. We spent some time up in uh, in Sudbury with with our listeners, uh, oh and he wants to know, you know, well, what do you enjoy about filming in Sudbury? You know, what maybe what some of the places you like eating and stuff. I love Sudbury. Uh, my mom's from Sudbury originally. Oh, okay. uh, so like I called her up one day. I was like, mom, where should I go to, where should I go to dinner? And she's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stay there. Uh, <laughs> oh, we get found some out. great restaurants. Come no, on. I, yeah. I have always had a great time in Sudbury. I mean, it's, it's summer camp for me, right? Like I go up, all my pals are there. We get to go on our little benders, but only so much so that we can still do the job. Um, You know, you got to take, you got to pick your days. If it's Mm -hmm. a big skid day the next day where I'm not drinking a sip of anything, but like, you know, if it's the hockey boys, like Tyler and I are game over. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're out there. We're having fun. We, um, we've been to pretty much every single bar in town. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of us have been kicked out of (laughs) some of those bars multiple times. I think, I don't know if it's still there. There's this bar called SRO. I one time watched Hersey get kicked out of it, I think three times in one night. <laughs> wow. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, and that's clear. on them then for letting him back in. Two <laughs> that's what I keep saying. Right? I'm like, he's, like, look at his face. Like, you remember that face. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was like, I'm pretty sure it was like a situation where the guy was like, I already kicked you out of here. You got to go. <laughs> like, he just kept showing up like, what? Where's that like? Uh, but we've been everywhere. We've been mm. everywhere, man. And um, my favorite, my actual favorite places in Sudbury though, are uh, the the nature in Sudbury. Mm. Like Ramsey Lake, you can go skating on in the winter and it's absolutely gorgeous. Kiwi Park, the hike yeah. is incredible. Um, I found myself exploring more and more of the lakes and the surrounding areas of Sudbury um, as, I, as I was there every year because I was like, I gotta, I gotta see what this place is all about. It's got the most lakes per capita mm-hmm. yeah. of anywhere, period. Most freshwater lakes, period, anywhere. Mm. It's like, this, that's, an incre- that's an incredible statistic. <laughs> um, so I was like, I want to see all of them. Yeah, I, 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 I want to go. So I, I love Sudbury. I do think that it is one of those places that if they made a bullet train that went there, it would be like the most popular vacation destination in Ontario. Mm-hmm. People would just go there all the time. But yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, we've been up there a couple of times mm-hmm. um, and and we've talked about it a lot where there's just so much raw potential for Sudbury. And it, so much. You know, it definitely has its its challenges for sure. It's a where it is, whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, the, it's just ripe with opportunity and such a blast when you're there. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. They invented how to grow plants on friggin' Mars there or whatever, <laughs> right? Like NASA yeah. was like, this yeah. place is the same topography as a, a moon rock. It's, it's yeah. the moon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're going to learn how to grow trees on in Sudbury and then we can do it in space. Yeah. And, and they've done yeah. it. Yeah. It's great. They killed it. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna. It's not the bullet train, but you can take a train from Sudbury up to White River. Oh, perfect! So I'll go to White River. It's a three-hour ride. (laughs) Oh, amazing! Just a three-hour cash, three hours. You have to bring your own canoe. Oh, for fuck! But but it's apparently a fantastic journey. Portage across. Get to the yeah. Oh God, I love portaging. By the way, so Uh, maybe I actually will do this. Casey in Virginia, she wants to know what's the best life advice you ever received or learned on your own that you're willing to share. Best life advice I've received or earned or learned. Uh, whoa. Um, whoa. Yeah, we're getting That's deep huge. before we Casey get. Casey yeah. and deep, man. Casey yeah. coming in hot with the deep, deep questions. Yeah. Um, my you know feeling. this was going to be a deep interview, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I knew. Very, very <laughs> as soon as, as, I knew. I, as soon as that intro started, I was like, oh, this is going to be really deep. Um, you know what? I would say that uh, part of part of something I've come to learn about just like, life in general is that life advice is different for everyone. Like I think that these catch all phrases or these catch all things, um, 
don't apply. Because some days, you know, that poster with the kitten hanging that says, just hang in there. Maybe that will work for you. Maybe you're going to wake up one day and be like, wow, I'm inspired. I'm going to write the next American novel. And then other days you might be like, this thing is garbage. I hate this cat. Um, but like, that's how I, that's my real, you know, life advice is so, uh, personal and it's so unique to each person and so unique to each day. Mm -hmm. So I, as often as possible, try and reevaluate what's going on with me and I try my best to just to 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 listen to other people and to try and be, you know, a a, a nice enough guy, <laughs> not a nice guy because they're terrifying. That's a <laughs> that's a scary person, but a nice enough guy, you know, and to be part of a community and to be part of, you know, the world around me. Um, and which is why it's like, I'm so stoked to be here. I'm sp- I'm stoked to do this and chat with you guys finally. Really Cause like, I know you. I've, I've probably put you off for a, what, 12 three, seasons, three like years, how long, yeah. three years, yeah, four years, yeah. five years, 10 years. Um, but like part of what happens there is I go like, I get so overwhelmed with what's happening yeah. around me mm-hmm. that I'm like, you know what? I don't want to fuck anything up. I'll let, you know, the powers that be go, here's who you're allowed to talk to mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, in certain contexts. So it brings me full circle to a moment like this where I'm like, look at us now. There you go. Yeah. Maybe I'm exactly where I need to be right now to be chatting with you guys in this context. I, I totally agree. You know? I, I don't yeah. know. I might be biased, but you are where you're you super biased. Yourself. I can tell. I can see it in your eyes. You're <laughs> biased as hell, but you're not wrong. It's a great podcast. So let, let's bounce back from Casey's deep question yeah, and ask uh, Justin from UK wants to know Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I had the Christmas movie, hundred percent. I uh, often go to the quote alongs that they host in Toronto, where you quote all of the the whole the whole movie. Um, and so every time anything happens, uh, like like for instance, when he walks out and he gets his feet all bloody, you have right. to eat the the Bigfoot candy in your little in your little oh my uh, grab bag. <laughs> every time you see a Christmas tree, you have to yell "Merry Christmas." Um, Every time uh, uh, Bobby comes on screen, you got to go, Bobby! So if that's not a Christmas movie, then I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. It brings out the Christmas spirit in me more than almost any film. So 110%. It's Excellent. a Christmas movie. Well put. Uh, Justin also wants to know, how's your uh, Twitch streaming changed since becoming a huge TV star? Good question. Good question. Mm-hmm. Good question. Um, I will say that the Twitch stream is a unique place because mm-hmm. it kind of started when I was like, playing a lot of online poker and drinking beers alone. And I was like, maybe I should do this with people. That feels way more healthy. So then I just started streaming it. And pretty much everyone who came into the stream was a Letterkenny fan, like from like early days. Like it's a lot of like, you know, deep cut Letterkenny fans who somehow knew about my social media accounts, whatever it is. Um, so even from the very beginning, it's people like that, mm-hmm. but they have a, they have a saying in the channel, you know, come for the world, stay for the Evan. Um, <laughs> because it does feel like, you know, you, you have an expectation of what I'm going to be like in real life. Yeah. Obviously it's different. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of fun there. So, you know, every time people do come in and they're all excited and they're like, start, 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 start. Like, I'm excited for you too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm jacked up. Like I get it, man. Um, but Every time someone sticks around, I'm like, wow, that's so sweet. That's, that's awesome. so nice. On on the Twitch thing, um, have you and Danny Ellis ever bounced ideas oh, around Twitch? Hell yeah. Dang. Danny Ellis designed all of my emotes on the channel. That was my next question. Yeah, did, she, did she help you out there? Oh, she helped me out so much. She's so knowledgeable. She's such a talented artist. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible Twitch channel. Grandma is her Twitch channel name. She plays oh, yeah. Overwatch. Oh, we know. Yeah. We've oh, had her on the, on the podcast. Okay, great. Um, She's a killer. Did you, She's so good. Were you, did you get the rolled p- painting? 
Yeah, did you? Tell me oh, you did got I it. Get it? Did I've, you? I've been offered so many rolled related things over my life. I, the things that I do own are in a storage locker downstairs because I can't look at paintings of rolled <laughs> all the time. My apartment's like 750 square feet. Sure. If this was covered in all the rolled related <laughs> things that I have, yeah, but this one I was would on be the like show. a psychotic. No, but it would feel like, this will be like, <laughs> like I'm going to murder yeah. like everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who kind of, it's terrifying. It's a great yeah, We saw it in person. It's, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's but it's really like, cool. do I, should I have that? Certainly not. Put it in the like Letterkenny Museum in Sudbury when they eventually make that. Like do that. Don't put, don't, don't give it to me. I don't know what to do with it, man. I don't know what to do. I don't want to look at my face. It's a good thing I'm not an actor or anything. Uh, Joey from Colorado, he he says, Jared signed on for spinoffs. Oh, yeah. So put your creative writing hat on. Mm-hmm. What would you love to see? This is your opportunity because Jared, right, we know so Jimmy Jared Dixon listens. works at a big and tall store. Okay. Uh, you know, he's got like he's selling now. He's now he's selling uh, big and tall, uh-huh. uh, you know, suits to people. Uh, so we just get exclusively people over six foot in a show, mm-hmm. you know, because there's <laughs> not a lot of tall, tall people representation in shows. We need, we need more tallies. Um, <laughs> we get a Gale spinoff, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Duh. Duh, and oh, it's uh, it's absolutely. it's like it's like v, it's like keys to the VIP. Do you guys remember that one? Oh wait, no, that's not the show. The one, the one where they redo the bars, bar rescue. I don't oh, know. Yeah, Gail comes in swinging dick, kicks open the doors, fixes your bar, that kind of thing. I feel like that would be pretty good. I like that one. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. No, it's not. Of course, it's not a bad idea. It's a genius idea. I'm coming up with one right now. These are all good ideas. No, I would see skin like for real though. Spinoffs of pretty much anyone would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have heard. Like, I don't know the future of this stuff mm-hmm. at all. I wish I did. I wish I could go like, guys, there's a show coming out. It's called Rolled with a capital R <laughs> and it's amazing. And, and he's, and he's the star. <laughs> That's, I've not heard anything like that. Uh, Rolled gold is what it would be called. Right. Um, okay. yeah. But I haven't heard anything like that at all. And I wish I, I wish I, I wish I knew what the future of Letterkenny held because my God, it's just been such a ride and there's so much content that has been created from it. Um, and I am genuinely excited to hear what's next for them. So as yeah. are we. Uh, last comment from a listener, KCP mm-hmm. from North Carolina says, just tell him we love him and he's an amazing actor <laughs> and person all around. So, Wow. Hey, yeah. thanks, Casey. Um, Tanya, do you have very any sweet of you. final comments? Um, if there's anything from uh, the basement that you would take to to put in your own home to, to have as memorabilia, oh, what, yeah. what item would that be? darn we were basement man it is gnarly down there we know. i will say most of those things need to be sterilized like you <laughs> like boil it like like just burn it all to the ground for real but um we, we, once we moved i don't know if you guys know this but the basement was a was an actual basement and then it moved to a studio yes yeah. basement so okay so the original basement <laughs> truly terrifying <laughs> um the the things that they brought over to the studio I think it might be fun to have the uh, the, the DJ set, like the, the actual, like the the, the ones and twos. Yeah, I don't know how to use them. I don't know what they do, but I think it would be a cool plinth, you know, for like maybe my bar cart type thing, like a yeah. ones and twos, and I put all my alcohol in there. I've got a lot of alcohol, and it's just <laughs> filling the cabinet. So I would love to display it. Yeah, if you need any help getting through that, just I'm up. Oh, the absolutely, buddy. I, like, I I used to work at bars, and yeah. I don't have anyone to make cocktails for anymore, so. Uh, Art in. Art in. <laughs> you have anything, Victor? Uh, yeah. Well, first, thanks. 
Uh, thanks for coming and giving us your time. Uh, you're so animated and so just genuine and so fun. Uh, hey, fuck you. And, <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> I mean, like, it'd be awesome to just hang and, and have beers together. Of you, course. You're like a genuine dude. Uh, but uh, just something fun for the listeners. So uh -huh. I have I have your um, skills here. That oh uh, boy, I'm, I'm thinking you, you you drafted yourself. Is so this a I'll, resume I'll, of some kind? Like yeah, you yeah, found I'll my rhyme, acting resume? Rhyme, oh, no, no. God. So this is something fun. No, no, we'll do we'll do something fun just because these skills are so ridiculous. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm so I'll afraid of what it says on there, man. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'll rhyme with them. Don't worry, there's nothing bad. So I'll buy them a lot and you have to pick one and, yeah. and which one you would, if you could uh -huh. turn into a career. Okay. Right? All right. So here yeah. we go. All right. So break dancing. We know about break dancing improvisation. That's a little random uh, stunts, uh, sword fighting, which you talked about stage combat um, acrobatics. I, that, that would be, that's, you kind of talked about, you know, doing your jumps in one place, mm -hmm, whatnot. Mm -hmm. Rap. That's, that's pretty cool. This one I love uh, basketball handling. Oh, uh, that's that's awesome. Piano, which maybe not many people know. Oh, uh, so I'm expecting some, you know, uh, true skills out of that. Uh, let's see. Roller, roller, rollerblading, sprinting, which I never thought of as a skill, but there you go. Um, <laughs> oh, Victor. He's our guest. Tell us how you feel. He's our guest, man. Uh, rock climbing, rock climbing. And uh, uh, let's see here. Um is the last one mimicry? Mim mimicry, <laughs> and the, mimicry, which is I knew awesome. it would be because I remember that one specifically being like, "This is the stupidest fucking thing to write on." <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so wait, and the last oh, one, last man. one is my favorite skill: conversational French. Oh yeah, so, conversational, just banger, banger. <laughs> <laughs> so, so pick one of those and turn that into a career. The craziest thing about that list is it actually brought up so many, and I don't know if this is just ADHD, but it brought up so many things I needed to say. Like you're just <laughs> listing my whole life is my skills, right? The things that I can do. So I'm like, I'm thinking about all this stuff. I'm like, which one of these to pick? Cause they're all so good. Mm -hmm. Um, the one that I'm going to talk about because you thought it was such a fucking joke, but I'm going to tell you about it. And I'm going to convince you this is a real skill is sprinting. You know why? You know why? I had to save your life from a bear uh, one day. No, I had to do sprinting in a movie once. And I was like, you know what? People look stupid when they run. They just don't look cool. The void. You know who looks cool? The void. Exactly. Yeah. I saw the, the, the trailer. Yeah. I sprint in the void. Yes, you do. And I was like, mm -hmm. how do I do this? How do I pull this off? How do I make this look good? Mm -hmm. I watched. And when I say I watched Tom Cruise. I knew you were going to call it Tom Cruise movies back to back for weeks. The hands open, mm -hmm. full fucking chest forward, legs pumping. Like I no, it's an art. And I practiced. Like, I'm not joking. I went out in fields. I went out on pavement. I tried it on different surfaces. There's a there's a Tom Cruise compilation to Bonnie Tyler's yes. Holding Out for a Hero yeah. on YouTube mm -hmm. of just him sprinting. Seen it. Yeah. Watch that. That is that. I, I Just before that take, I was like, okay, got to watch this. Got to get in the mood. I can when I tell you I can sprint and look good doing it. Like I mean, I mean, like it looks I love good. It. I love right, it. So good. it checks out to be on the resume, though. Oh, it, it deserves to. Be, that's gonna be the first thing on the resume. Just get rid of the rest of it. Just so you know, Evan, there's also a, a rolled compilation of you saying Stuart said to Eye of the Tiger somewhere online. I did not know that. Yeah, that's so fantastic. I'll send you the link to, to that. that. Uh, I may have created that, Matt. <laughs> Your last, your, your final question. I may have created it. Just, just slip it in there. Yeah, it was nice. Oh. <laughs> Well, we'll play one. it out. Oh my God. Matt. Did you hand over to me there? Is that yeah, what you did? Yeah. I, okay. Um, so I ask everyone this at the end. Please. Um, obviously, 
you're, it's you know strange the idea that Letterkenny has become a bit of a cult phenomenon. Like it's oh, sure. it's spread everywhere, right? You've done the tours, you, you've seen the fans, you've done all seasons. What has it meant to you to be a part of it all? Ooh, it's crazy. It's like career defining. Um, more than anything, it's the, like the like the thing in my career at this moment that has been like the 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 beginning of everything. Like it's like the it's me being a professional in this industry and feeling really validated. Uh, in my choices to take this super risky career path that certainly has a very low probability of working out. And beyond that and beyond the like stability it's offered my like family and things like that, it's been so artistically fulfilling. And then to be part of a fan base that's so like welcoming and sweet and just uh, the boys in the basement, you know what I mean? Like everyone in the whole friggin' fan base just feels like chilling in the band. <laughs> like just so many kind comfortable people and um this year alone i got to meet so many of them and every time i met somebody and shook their hand and looked them in the eye i was like i can't believe you watched the whole show <laughs> and not even that that many times yeah. like you're it's it's it means the world to me like i'm a huge fan of television mm-hmm. i'm a huge fan of comedy and of of you know these series that I fall asleep to and that I wake up to and that I cook to like that. It's comfort. It's your pals being around. So like to be a part of that, I'm sweating just talking about it. It brings, <laughs> it gives me chills, man. That's crazy. That's awesome. Can you watch yeah. it back right now? Like, uh, are you, or are you kind of like, I need a break from this for a bit? No, I don't think I need a break from it. I, I do find Letterkenny, like the actual show itself to watch for me is different probably than for the viewer. And that's the one thing that hurts about making the show is that I can't watch it like you guys get to watch it. Right. Like I, everything I watch about it, I'm so aware of every, I was like, I know where we were living yeah. that season. I think about that day on set. I think about what we had for lunch right there. I'm like, oh, I fucked that up. Oh, that's really good. Like yeah. I'm so critical. I'm critical of every TV show I watch anyway. Mm-hmm. But in, in for Letterkenny, it's like, it's that next level of, you know, I can't actually, sure. I'm so uh, yeah. aware of it. Yeah. It's, it's hard to separate the two, right? Like, So you're, it's, you're it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, I can, I 100% know what it's like to watch it. Like I can yeah. picture myself watching it the same way someone watches New Girl. Yeah. And to think of that is like, get out of here. Yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> say before Al starts wrapping everything up, I, from my opinion, and I don't think I am alone in this, you are one of the most captivating people to watch on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like absolutely. the way you move and interact and what you bring to the screen is par none, my friend. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet of you. I, I, we, tr- we try. We try. <laughs> I was like, I'm a, many, I, blame, I blame Tyler. Yeah, many times over, you've been the MVP of of the episode. You yes. just you bring it every single time. Thank Amazing. you. You guys are so sweet. Thank you for thank you for saying that. Also, thanks for doing this podcast. Like, what a cool thing to like be able to point to and go like it's such an obvious uh, honoring of the show and like being able to break down episodes and chat with cast and like do all that stuff. Like, it's so cool. Yes. Thank you guys. Yeah. Oh, we, we've been blessed with this pandemic mm. project that's turned into a three-year odyssey. Um, <laughs> so cool. What a wild that's, thing. That's, yeah. a, that's accurate. Thank Better you. than playing poker and drinking alone. On I that. think so. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you guys. Yeah. You're nailing it. Yeah. Evan, thank you so much. You, you, we've taken seven minutes more of your time than, than we promised. So we take appreciate my, Take my whole life. I don't care. We appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, where where would you like people to follow you? Where would I like people to follow me? Wherever they want. Yeah. Um, just not at my house. No. <laughs> um, uh, my name on everything is Evan J. Stern. Okay. Like literally anywhere you're interested in 
because I have a different personality all over the internet. I think that's part of like what Keith was talking about, which mm-hmm. is like, what the heck? What a what a cutie patootie for saying all that stuff. Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, but like I, you know, I like to be engaged in with people. I like to offer people a different side of like whatever it is that I've done on screen so they can get to know me a little bit better. So Mm -hmm. if you like really want to get to know me, come spend seven hours on Twitch. (laughs) Like that's a really easy way to get to know me. Uh, But on Twitter, I'll say some dumb shit that Mm -hmm. you can maybe also glean a bit of something from, Mm -hmm. you know? So, and TikTok is the worst. (laughs) My TikTok is unhinged. (laughs) Don't go there. Um, so Evan, well, when when and where, if you're allowed to say, mm-hmm. uh, can can folks look for Sunset Superman? I'm. I think it's going to be on Tubi. Okay. Uh, it's a Tubi original, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't been given a release date, which is you know. But then again, nobody gives me any release dates because they can't trust me. I'm very untr- you cannot trust me. Like I sign NDAs left and right, and then I'm always like, that's why we have that's why I have a handler here. I'm telling you, <laughs> do you guys normally have handlers for the other guests? Because I feel like they're like Evan. Do you want the honest answer? Yeah, I do, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know. Mark, Mark had um, one and Jared had one, but none of the others have ever had okay, one. Okay, so well, they, those two have them for because re- they're like, oh, yeah, we got to take care of them. But you're for in me, good it's, company. I'm yeah, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm well, in trouble. Let us know when it's out and we will spread it, you know, and amplify it to, to our, our network. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, oh, it, so you talk about that that uh, movie and your uh, on Avatar's the game's out now. Is there anything oh, else yeah. coming up that we might want to, you know, keep an eye uh, open for? Wow. Good question. Things coming up. So, mm. qu- it's so true. But again, signing documents being like, Evan, right. don't talk about that. Uh, so okay. I'm like, no, but <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that's exciting is I have been writing a lot. So yeah. like, if you ever see a book that says my name on it or a something, book? Yeah, maybe pick that up. I don't know if it ever comes out. If you ever see something like that. <laughs> that's amazing. That's great. <laughs> like a movie. If you see like a movie, it says written by Evan Stern. Like it's for probably sure. true. We're here to plug on your yes. behalf. Oh, okay, got you, got you, got you. Okay, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> yeah. We are your your amplifi- your marketing team. All right, oh, thank perfect. you so much, Evan. I'm going to play us off here with a song from the show, one of my favorites. It's called Fashionable People. that's all we have for this episode if you'd like to support the podcast please tell a friend also follow us on most social media outlets at protosan pod thank you for joining us now we're gonna go lay down some cardboard in front of a convenience store practice our breakdancing moves with our new buddy evan on behalf of evan tanya matt victor and myself thank you for listening and have a great week and i want your touch let's get tipsy and start a rumor